It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Mike Zimmer is exactly the defensive coordinator that the Dallas Cowboys need right now. We will explain why on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I am your host Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And we've got a special guest uh, for you guys today from Locked On Vikings. It's our good friend Luke Braun, who you can find on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. We've been teasing the show all week long to get to talk to you guys about Mike Zimmer. Luke, thank you so much for, for joining the show. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about this. Too. I've been waiting all week to talk a little bit of Mike Zimmer. I love Mike Zimmer. I'm going to talk about him more on locked on NFL on Tuesday. I'm gonna, I'm never going to shut up about it. All right, let's just dive right in. Do you think yeah. Mike Zimmer is a good hire for the Dallas Cowboys as defensive coordinator? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that are skeptical about this hire. So I watched Mike Zimmer for eight years. I covered him for six of those years. I started covering the Vikings in 2016. Uh, And that means that I watched the whole breakdown in 2020 and 2021. I watched it all go wrong. I watched it be fired. In fact, it was after the Vikings lost to the Cowboys that year, the Cooper Rush game, Mm -hmm. that I called for him to be fired. So I went through all of that. Oh, my God, what a slam dunk with that in (laughs) mind. Uh, when, When it came out that he was looking to return to the NFL. I was like, whoever gets this dude is getting an absolute home run hire. I, I I can't emphasize it enough. The thing about Zimmer that makes him good, in my opinion, at least, is that he is a chameleon. In his time in Minnesota, he ran a cover three that was kind of zone matchy. It would look kind of like what maybe Gus Bradley does today. Uh, he ran that pretty early and then when that sort of started getting beat he transitioned to more man match concepts nick saban type stuff man match cover seven if you're familiar with that uh this is what bill belichick runs run some of that uh some quarters concepts that he stole from pat narduzzi in michigan state which is very funny because this year brian flores also (laughs) stole from pat narduzzi at Pitt to make his defense so Mm -hmm. this keeps happening um 
And all the way into even in 2020 and 2021, his last couple of years, they actually based out of cover two because the corners were really, really bad, which he hates. He has a famous quote from, I think it was his first year in Minnesota, uh, that he, somebody said that like, coach, I'm a cover two corner. And he said, cover two corner, cover two corners, nothing. I could go to seven 11 and find a cover two corner because <laughs> cover two is the easiest coverage for a cornerback to, to, to pull off. All you, you do is sit in the flat <laughs> uh, and you know, redirect someone like that's the that's world. Right. Yeah. So he, he does not like that. And I think he got a bit of a bad rap because he was, will go with brash in his press conferences. <laughs> he was very, uh, brutally honest with the media. Sometimes he was abrasive with the media. Sometimes he would get annoyed if he got asked too many times about in, uh, injuries and he would be visibly like standoffish about it. Uh, so I think that kind of, and, and, you know, especially when you like piss off the guys writing the articles that everyone gets their opinions from, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to affect the way that, that, uh, people look at him. Not to say that there weren't a lot of issues at the end there, but most of them were him as a head coach and as a leader, uh, kind of losing his mind at the stresses of that job. And especially at the stresses of being on the hot seat and eventually knowing that you were going to be fired like the last few weeks of 2021, when he, the Vikings were functionally eliminated from the playoffs, which meant he was going to be fired. He kind of knew. Um, but to me, the, the, the one takeaway, if anybody wants to, to listen to this about Mike Zimmer and they can only listen to the first five minutes of it and they want to take something away, it's that he is a chameleon. I'm sure he's going to run some cover seven stuff with you guys to start, but it really truly does depend on who the guys are. And I think that that's the best way a coach should be. And that's honestly, you know, a lot of our experience when he was with Dallas. I mean, he came into a situation where part, well, Parcells came into a situation where he was here, right? And Parcells convinced him to let him kind of, you know, run the defense the way he wanted, and 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 was was able to kind of slowly yeah. make that transition uh, from four three to three four, and and obviously didn't have any problems kind of, you know, running that sort of defense, which obviously schematically up front at least was very different than what he was used to running. And Dallas previously, and obviously different than what he ran in uh, Cincinnati, and then and then eventually with the Minnesota. First of all, I just want to point out that with the blue lights and my very red face, it looks like I have a very purple Mike uh, Minnesota Vikings kind of look to me. So that's just because the of, redness uh, is a. I thought that was a Zimmer homage. No, well, it's, it's a little bit of both, honestly. Today. It's a little. I, I think it was a Zimmer homage, and then when I saw your background, Luke, I, I realized that I'm, I'm, I'm turning a color of Minnesota Viking purple. So. Uh, yeah, I, I look, I, I think I think I love everything you said. That's that's kind of the 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 views that we sort of got out from the outside from from, you know, the, the higher initially. There was obviously a lot of skepticism up front because, you know, this is a, a, a retread situation. The Cowboys have been through several retread situations. But, you know, like the Quinn situation, it was it was a, a very positive situation. We had a coach who kind of uh, came off of a, a, a head coaching job that kind of learned some things, changed some things about him and then came in and and. and you know, at least for a couple of years, was was obviously a very, very positive influence on the Cowboys' defense. I, I think my first big question I have here is, you know, most of the reason that it seems like Zim was gone in Minnesota were, you know, related to jobs and 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 aspects of the jobs that are are specifically head coach related, right? Like the way he handled the media, the way. Uh, you know, the, the 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 leadership of the team kind of overall, but not so much the guidance of the defense or any of the X's and O's or any of that aspect that that actually will have an effect on how he's going to be a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Where let's let's talk about actual weaknesses in the defensive scheme, because I, I, sure. I see a lot of positives, right? Like there's obvious it's a lot of positives that and we've heard a lot of 
you know, we've heard from a couple different folks about, you know, what to expect positively from him, you know, more, a little bit more, you know, looks a little bit, you know, more chameleon stuff. Like you mentioned, uh, we we've heard that, you know, to expect less nickel and dime than what we've been running from with Quinn, which, you know, is almost uh, obvious because almost no one runs, runs as much nickel and dime as Quinn does. Yeah, but maybe. What, it, I, I think that kind of thing depends on who is there. I think he, yeah. he really doesn't have a loyalty to base or to this or to that. Like it's, it depends on who, if you've got a lot of good run defending defensive linemen, then sure. Yeah. Let's, let's sit in our base and, you know, let's pound these guys. Uh, but if you have good corners, if you have a good nickel, uh, you know, I don't know what the, what the roster is about, but like, it's, it's very much the best 11. Um, and that's kind of part of the chameleon thing, but I'll tell you this. So the biggest downside that was in terms of defensive coaching, which did fall apart in the last couple of years, like things totally fell apart. You got to make sure that he's not that guy anymore, but I don't think he is. I think a year off is exactly what he needed or a year coaching in Jackson state. Um, but the learning curve is the one that, that you're going to hear about a lot with a lot of rookies, especially defensive backs, which is what Zimmer coached when he was under Bill Parcells yep. at Dallas. Um, especially with the defensive backs, it took him a while. Trey Waynes was one. It took his first couple years. He wasn't even starting. Uh, and it took him a while to get up. And then he turned into a reasonable starting cornerback too. Same with Mackenzie Alexander, who was our, our nickel corner for a while. Took a couple, did a couple of years where he was a disaster. I mean, he was unplayably bad. And then kind of had this breakout in his third year. Uh, it took a while to get things down. And and I don't know how familiar you are with like cover seven rules, match man, match cover seven. It's the Saban thing. It's man coverage functionally. But instead of just lining up pre-snap and saying, you take that guy, you take that guy, you have a certain amount of rules. You take the third guy in, but if he goes deep, then you pass him off and you, t- and it's like a set of rules. It's not quite zone coverage, but it's a set of rules. And that's really complicated to learn uh, and to get really familiar with in particular, because communication is really hard in that yeah. when it's working at its best, the best defense that Zimmer had was in 2017 year. They go to the NFC championship that year. The Vikings had players that had played together for so long that not only did they know all the checks and push calls and smash calls and all the different things that can change those rules on the fly in the middle of a play, depending on what route concept you see, not only did they all know those rules, they didn't have to say a word. They all just knew everybody's job so well. And for Zimmer, he thinks that that's a worthy trade-off. He'll defend that if if pressed about it. He'll say, yeah, I know it's going to take him a little longer to learn it, but I want them to know what everybody does. You don't get to just know your job. You have to know everybody's job. And if that means that you have to sit on the bench while you get comfortable with that, totally fine. That's not a big deal. So you can expect a slower learning curve for somebody, and he's just going to kind of say, yeah, that's a downside, and that's worth it. Uh. I want to talk to you, Luke, about where the Cowboys and Mike Zimmer might use Micah Parsons and what they're looking for on defense in terms of personnel. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to tell you how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking the same thing this week. I hate Super Bowl parties. I've been harping on it all week. I hate watching uh, games with people that don't watch a lot of football. It's not fun when people are talking over the game. It's it's just, it's not my thing. I'd rather be in my house watching the game by myself. There, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> uh, therapy, it can be different for everyone. Most of us have much bigger problems than 
the Cowboys or your Super Bowl parties. It's important to get things off of your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7. Covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. Plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, we are here with Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings talking about the hiring of Mike Zimmer as the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. And Luke, I got to ask you, I, this is something that Cowboy fans have been just dying to know. Where's Micah Parsons going to line up in this defense? Probably all over. Um, it feels like that's the move with him, right? Like he yes. should, he shouldn't be here. I guess maybe he could do the Everson Griffin thing, which was uh, those guys, Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter um, would line up against the same tackle every single play. And they would use that and play like a long-term game where they would use a certain pass rush move over and over and over, mm-hmm. and they would set it up. And then they had the leeway to decide when they would run the counter, when they would kind of try to do the change up and they would pick like a key third down to do that. And that's where you get like a lot of the really like clutch sacks. The most famous example I can think of is 2019 playoff game against the saints. Vikings pull off this upset. Ryan Ramchick gives up the first sack. He gave up that whole year to Daniel Hunter, who had been setting him up the entire game to do it. It was one of the coolest things ever. Um, so maybe you do that. Uh, and I guess I'm not as familiar with Micah Parsons. So I guess I just have to ask, what is he good at besides just, you know, pass rushing off the edge? Is he somebody that is explosive in a sim pressure? Then you can see the, the kind of the Anthony Barr role, which is what the Vikings did with him. Anthony Barr was an off ball linebacker. He wasn't like a three. He wasn't a Vaughn Miller. He was a Kyle Van Noy more like. Um, and he would blitz a lot. He was always one of the highest blitz percentage linebackers out there. Um, but he would also sim pressure a lot. So he would line up on the A-gap, mug the A-gap thing that became like called the Zimmer look. A lot of teams actually call it Viking. Uh, yeah. And then he would he would either come or not. He would blitz or not. He would actually talk to Eric Kendricks, the other linebacker. And again, without really saying a word, they could just make eye contact and know what it meant. Uh, one would come and one would not come depending on, you know, formation and where the running back is and stuff like that. Uh, and then the other one would have to back out, not only into coverage, but often back out and run all the way to the flat, which they were both athletic enough to do. So is that something that you want to have Micah Parsons do is dropping out into, you know, either hook zones or into flat zones, or is that kind of a waste of his time? And maybe we should just have him rushing the passer all day. Maybe he runs stunts a lot. Maybe they do all kinds of things. Uh, Zimmer has 
some absolutely sick exotic third down pressures like third down and and Zimmer was one of the only people I think I've ever seen that we've ever seen in the NFL to have a consistently good third down defense third down defense is notoriously an unstable statistic uh Zimmer was good at it for years and years and years and years they were always good on third down to the point where it started to make you question if we were right about that stat because <laughs> he found a way. And a lot of that is exotic pressures and ex exotic simulated pressures requiring those kind of middle of the defense guys to be really athletic. Those edges, those line, those kind of bigger linebackers um, to be really athletic and to be able to run around. So if, if Parsons can do that, then maybe you have him do that. If he is like his, part of his draw is versatility, though, right? Like he can yeah. do a lot of things then Zimmer probably has him do a lot of things, move him around the formation, uh, you know, get him to back off into the flat. If he can do that, get him to rush the edge all day. If he can do that, maybe that, you know, you go up against a team that has a backup guard in. Okay. Now he's rushing yeah. from a stand up, you know, three tech all day long. Um, you know, use that guy instead of just, you know, plopping two letters next to his name and calling it a day, you know, at, think, think in jobs more than positions yeah. think in, you know, zone defending, edge rushing, interior rushing. Think of thinking in jobs and responsibility, you know, set the edge in the run, that kind of thing, rather than DE, DT, LB, that kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, obviously, I think we kind of have this idea in our head that Quinn owned, you know, the uh, the ability to be multiple and to move Parsons around, but clearly that's not the, the case, right? And, and that, that Parsons will be able to, uh, kind of continue to be a versatile p move piece for Zimmer and that Zimmer is going to have his own ideas on how to do this. It's funny you mentioned sim pressures because that's something that we that Marcus and I were calling for at the end of the year a lot, you know, is that we we wanted to see them kind of use Micah in that way uh, because we felt like it would really kind of play with a lot of the QB's heads, you know, because Micah had spent so much of his season uh, being an a gap blitzer, right, and 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 coming up the middle, and 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 honestly, when Zim's name got bandied about, I, the first thing I thought about is, man, uh, Parsons is going to be coming through that a gap a lot more than he has mm. been uh, previously. Real quick, I, I do want to talk a little bit about kind of you know we're in draft season, right, and mm -hmm. and we're kind of looking at 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 you know now that we have a defense coordinator in place, we're trying to look a little bit at our templates, right, and like what what sort of players, you know, this defensive coordinator likes. And, and, and for the Cowboys, most of the time, your defensive coordinator, when they hire a new coordinator, they usually wait a year before they start drafting for that coordinator. It's just a thing that the Cowboys do, but let's, let's go ahead and start getting a, a template in place for what you consider to be kind of a Zimmer type uh, uh, player at a, at a couple of different positions, right? Talk, talk to me about, you know, does Zimmer have like baseline templates for his body types at, you know, pass rusher, cornerback or anything like that? Just because the Cowboys previously have like the Cowboys like really long corners, you know, kind of the typical Dan Quinn, Seattle cover three, cover one corners. Right. How does that template change or does it change at all? Uh, you, do you think now that Zimmer's the defensive coordinator? Yeah, you know, the whole time he was in Minnesota, he would always say, you know, you get the groceries, I'll, I'll make the meal. Um, he, he would, I mean, he had his guys that he had, you know, his crushes on and stuff and he would do what any head coach does in the war room. But ultimately Rick Spielman did that and he was pretty at peace with that. Um, and he would kind of say, you know, you get me who you get and I'll, I'll figure it out. But obviously, you know, a bigger corner that'll work really well on the outside. I think maybe one of the big things is for the, the, the nickel corner, 
um, or outside linebackers too. Whoever the second guy in is from the defense, they'll call that the apex. And mm-hmm. the apex is sort of a liaison between the front and the and the secondary. Uh, and when certain communications have to happen, for example, some any coverage adjustment that requires, let's say the outside receiver runs a crossing route. Well, the outside corner is not going to chase that crossing route. You'll get converted on all day if it's like mesh or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that those defenses will have like shallow calls um, where the linebacker will pick that up and he's got a head start. So we're going to be good to go there. Right. Um, the the nickel often has to be the one that identifies, makes that call and communicates it. That's really important. So you need a smart nickel corner or if you're going to line up in base all day, a smart outside linebacker or, you know, mm-hmm. if a safety comes down or whoever does that job needs to be smart. And it's not the green dot. The green dot's a different thing. That's just play yeah. calling, relaying information. Yeah, yeah. This is somebody that needs to be able to recognize information, make a, a mid play adjustment and execute it. It's a harder thing to find on. To, you don't exactly test that at the combine, right? No, but that's a really important thing. But uh, in, in his time, I mean, Zimmer started corners that were five eleven. He out on the outside. Um, he had corners that played outside and in and flexed. He had guys that were sp- only outside you know big xavier Rhodes type he had you know mackenzie alexander basically never played outside he was always a nickel um it's he's he has a, a lot of different kinds of corners uh you know you want range in your safeties you want things you always want in an edge rusher right length is always good mm-hmm. uh but he had undersized guys that worked out okay um you know i i think maybe a question to ask is okay what's this guy's game and how how would i use that and if you can answer that question, it's probably good. Like if you have a good answer to that question, it's probably going to work out. So you're saying we're not going to have a rookie slot corner this year is basically what you're telling me. It, it was very rare to see a rookie well, play slot all day long and be that apex. And it doesn't have like, sometimes the outside corner can make that call. Like if you have to, mm-hmm. it's whoever you trust. Right. Mm-hmm. But just like geographically, it's best yeah, to it have the sense. guy between yeah, the linebacker be and the middle. corner making the Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe the Cowboys can bring back Terrence Newman for like 18 snaps a game. Give him some slot. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. He, he started coaching and he lasted like 15 days. <laughs> he was like, I'm, this. Pretty I'm, sure still, I'm pretty sure he still lives in Dallas. So maybe we can convince there you him. Go. I, I was thinking this funny when, when Luke was talking, the, the person it felt like he was describing was Jordan Lewis. Exactly. So, I, the same I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that there you go. Be positive for the like it, it, yeah. it can be the outside corner for sure. If you wanted to line him up outside, depends yeah. on who you have. All right, let's uh, talk about some potential pitfalls with Mike Zimmer because as much as all three of us like the hiring, there is a chance it doesn't go uh, great. We will discuss what the potential downsides could be next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so you know that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, one more segment here with Luke, who has been so gracious with his time. Luke, I, I got to ask you, like, is there something here that would prevent you from being all in on Mike Zimmer as a elite defensive coordinator? Is it the age? He'll be, I think, 68 in June. Is it the fit with Mike McCarthy? What are you thinking? Um, I don't know enough about Mike McCarthy to know how those two are going to gel. Uh, obviously, I, like if this goes all totally belly up, it's probably because of personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I think Zimmer is made to be a DC, not a head coach, because the uh, I mean, for one, like when he was in Minnesota, one of the biggest things about him was that he just ignored the offense down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Like he actually just stopped talking to Kirk Cousins like it actually got that bad. <laughs> But in a in a more in a less direct sense in earlier years, too, he would show up to camp and he would have the defense practicing all these exotic blitzes and the offense never really got to practice their like staple passing plays and stuff, which actually definitely had an impact. Like he would focus so much more on defense than off as D.C. Who cares? Yeah, mm-hmm. show up, do whatever you want to do. Right. Like you don't have to worry about the offense when you're the D.C. Um, but hey, look, it's a personalities clash and they and and you know, they end up fighting a whole bunch. I mean, we're, we're, this is what we're w- witnessing in San Francisco had nothing to do with how good of a DC Steve Wilkes is. Two guys just didn't get along and it didn't work out. Um, that's, I mean, of course I'm all in as Mike Zim- on Mike Zimmer as an elite defensive coordinator. I, I love Mike Zimmer and what he does. Um, but if you, yeah, if you, if you want reasons to portend doom, I guess it would be a, maybe he's too much of a jerk and nobody likes him. Uh, which as a defensive coach, Hate to break it to you. It's more common than you think. Everybody gets yelled at by their defensive coach. There's not a lot of kumbaya guys on that side of the ball. Um, Or you can be worried that, you know, maybe they'll draft a corner this year and he's going to take two years to get up to speed and everybody's going to think he's a bust. Uh, Like that is absolutely something that can happen. And if you do not get the calls and you do not get the adjustments, I don't care how tall you are. I don't care what 40 you ran. I don't care what your vert jump is. You may not play. If you don't get the calls right, you may not play because we will bust coverages. We will give up touchdowns. And it doesn't unless unless you're uh, Mrs. Incredible, you're not breaking up that thing. If you bust the coverage. Uh, I got to you know, that that is actually my concern it, it, and, and not so much necessarily with just the rookies. But like like you mentioned, that one of the things that I've been harping on these last few weeks is that I feel like the Cowboys are on very mismatching team building timelines right they've they've given mike mccarthy this kind of ultimate year to try to figure it out but they brought in a guy in mike zimmer whose defense is gonna maybe take a year or two to kind of fully be ingested into this defense or or maybe i'm overselling that but that's my concern is that how is how how good can this defense get in year one of learning the Zim defense? And is it going to be good enough, do you think, to kind of, and this is an impossible question to answer, I know, but 
do you understand? I, I guess what I'm asking is how do we how do I square that that round peg? Is sure. there should I be actually concerned that the the, the defense is not going to be able to ingest the Zim defense in time to be good enough to get where the Cowboys need to go in order to kind of continue this train into next year? So here's the good news. A lot of colleges run these same principles. Mm-hmm. So if you have anybody that went to Georgia, Clemson, uh, Alabama, of course, with Saban, a lot of teams do a lot of this stuff. Michigan State, all that stuff. I don't, I don't know where what colleges you're comprised of, but you got Trayvon it, Diggs. I think that's our only <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, Trayvon defender. Diggs. And so Trayvon Diggs is not going to have as much of an issue because it's a lot of the same. Maybe a different word here and there, but oh, cool, this is the Bama stuff. I got this. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, one interesting thing with Diggs too is so Zimmer is very much uh, go for the pass breakup, don't be greedy kind of guy. You got to get some turnovers and you want to generate them, but he likes to try to generate them with that. So just, I know this is like super different for Trevon Diggs, who loves to play greedy. And I think that's super fun. And Ron Bland, who had nine interceptions this year. Yeah. So that actually might back off a little bit, but also that gets rid of explosiveness. And, and I actually think that like, if you wanted to make an analytic argument, that's probably worth it. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's one interesting thing. Um, I'm more talking about rookies that are transitioning to the NFL entirely. Uh, free agent corners could come in and at the very least we had um, in 2021 in his last season, Patrick Peterson came in, had a pretty good year right away. Now, Pat P is smarter than your average, whoever, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a precedent for it working out. Um, but it's more developing a rookie and understanding those calls and checks and adjustments. But Dan Quinn has calls and checks and adjustments too. You're yeah. just learning a different rule set rather than teaching your brain how to think in a rule set is, is, is a little bit different. So I'm, I'm not thinking that suddenly the defense is just going to take two years off and you're going to give up 40 points a game or anything like that. No, 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 no. The the Vikings gave up 40 points a game when they had Cordria Tankersley playing cornerback uh, one and, you know, and, and we're trying to make things work with like Troy Dye and the, the ghost of Todd Davis. Like, that's when things went really bad with the Vikings defense. And there's nothing a coach can do about that at a certain point. Um, yeah. So I think if there's talent, he'll figure out how to use it. And honestly, if, if he's trying to teach man match cover seven and in the first couple of days, it's not taking, I wouldn't put it past Zim to say, all right, let's just, let's just run some cover three. Cause that's what you guys know. And I, and I understand it, you know, and I've been there and so, like, that's the chameleon thing. So yeah, rookies will have slower development curves. I, I would prepare yourself for that, but I, I would be pretty surprised if the Cowboys defense wasn't pretty awesome. Luke, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for jumping on the show. I, yeah, we, of course, I can't anytime. thank you. I can't thank you enough for doing this. I I've learned a lot as you were talking. I'm thinking maybe maybe the Cowboys just won't draft a lot of defenders this year, and they'll just try to sign some veteran free agents to fill holes and use their picks on offense. That makes a lot because, of sense. Which I think it makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at this draft and how it matches some of the Cowboys' needs. So yeah, not to run curse though. He's not Jaron Curse. He will not. Hey, we've, we've, we've already pinned him on, out the door. He's he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's. We've already fitted him for a Washington Commanders jersey. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, he, he'll stay in the division out of spite. I could see him doing that. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Go follow Luke on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Go check out the Locked On Vikings show. He does a fantastic job over there. Uh, go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show on YouTube as well. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys right back here tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast at 
free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.